For the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Bro Wrestling Show. guys and welcome to the bro wrestling show logan's here mm-hmm. and we had a bigger big weekend in wrestling um it was the all-in show put on by cody and the young bucks yeah and it absolutely lived up to the hype i'd say so um i mean i don't know how much hype can be around well i mean there was a lot of hype around it but Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know on like a grander scheme. Like I'm into wrestling, so I know I was into it. But if you're not, I guess it's just another thing. Well, I think that's kind of one of the advantages to having minimal build to your entire card is you can kind of just present it to anybody because there's there's no like really deeper interwoven storylines to have been following. I mean, at, at some cases, I'm, I'm sure the, uh, the like hangman and Joey Ryan stuff might've been a little bit <laughs> like, what is this? Okay. I need some context if you're going in blind, but we'll see. That's why everybody <laughs> should be watching being the elite because then all of it made perfect sense. <laughs> But I think even that, they did a decent job recapping. Yeah, because, you know, uh, Hangman murdered Joey Ryan with mm-hmm. a phone. Yep. And then he had a res erection. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so this one started off hot on the, uh, I guess this is the part that was on WGN. Mm-hmm. Which I also love that it was on WGN. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the Briscoe Brothers versus SoCal Uncensored, and this was just a really great way to start off the, start off the night. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I guess I'm not used to seeing them without like Christopher Daniels as well, but uh, Frankie Kazarian super impressed me actually. Mm-hmm. I, I guess I'm not super like familiar with him by himself. And it just kind of reminded me that, like, I need to start watching Ring of Honor, Ring of Honor more regularly because every time I watch it, like, it's always a great show, even mm-hmm. though it's like they're, it ends up being less than an hour. But they show it for free on their website, like, every week, so there's no reason really not to. Yeah. I just kind of forget, like, how good it is, and then I spend my time watching Raw and SmackDown every week, and I'm just like, uh <laughs> That's the five hours of my life that I can't have back. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. What do you think? Uh, I thought it was really interesting how natural the crowd took to 
SCU. Yeah, I thought it was weird that they were super <laughs> over too. And that they weren't uh into the Briscoes kind of the the um the the one of the best representations of like indie wrestling tag team for the last decade plus. And I I don't think it was booing out of a lack of appreciation, but it was more just they were into SCU. Yeah, and it's funny because didn't SCU come out and say that that was the worst town ever? Like, the first thing out of their mouths? Yeah, that's kind of their, like, yeah. New Age outlaw thing, though. <laughs> they come out and have the spiel, and then they have their match. But unlike the New Age outlaws, their matches are typically good. Oh, come on. Billy Gunn was fun. He just good yeah. to talk. <laughs> um, I loved uh, Scorpio Sky's outfit as well, mm-hmm. which apparently was made by. Um, do you know who Brandon Cutler is? He is a also a wrestler, right? Yes, he was in the. Um, He's in the Battle Royal. Yeah, he was also on Dojo Pro, and he grew up. He's uh, good friends with the Masseys or. The uh, Nick and Matt Jackson. Ah, yep. And he, his wife, actually made a bunch of the costumes for that show. Mm. So, fun fact. Um, I only know who he is because of Dojo Pro. I actually found out about a lot of, or a couple of the guys who were on here because of Dojo Pro. So, mm. fun story. Yeah. Um. So. SEU went over, which apparently was the right move with this hot Chicago crowd. Just really loving Southern California, surprisingly. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess the Briscoes have kind of been on a heel run anyway, though, haven't they? I'm not exactly sure what their alignment is. So it would make sense for people not to like them. Although, mm-hmm. you know, SEU is kind of mm-hmm. heels too, so it's... It's also you have a crowd like this, or they're going to pick they're, somebody. They're going to pick somebody, yeah, and they're going to kind of play along. I will say that if the Briscoes are doing a heel thing now, um, at the very least, SCU somewhat was. Uh, I say pandering to the crowd, but <laughs> they were you know, interacting they did, with them. The Briscoes right, they were did, not. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think that was entirely intentional. Um, yeah, but a really good match. Again, like I said, like Frankie Kazarian just super impressed me, especially since he's one of the uh, more veteran of the mm-hmm. – uh, well, I mean, not that the Briscoes and Scorpio Sky aren't veterans, but I'm pretty sure uh, Frankie's the old, or was the oldest one in the ring. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Uh, and up next was the uh, the over budget battle royal, and like I said, Brandon Cutler was a participant. But then we had Moose, Rocky Romero, uh, Bully Ray, Billy Gunn, Tommy Dreamer, Colt Cabana, Brian Cage, Jordan Grace, Trent, uh, Chucky e. T, All Ego, Ethan Page, Hurricane Helms, Punishment Martinez, Tommy Dreamer. Masked Flip Gordon, and did I miss... I mean, I'm sure I missed some people. I can't remember who else was in there. Um, 
there was that strong lady. That was Jordan Grace. Oh, you did mention her? Yeah. Okay. Um, no, that's everybody. Um, Masked Flip Gordon was going by the name of uh, El Hijo de Chico. Uh, and I feel like, and this is something that I I was kind of like wondering about, but I think that uh, Colt Cabana had just enough um, time in this pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. And, like, thinking about it, like, everybody was talking about CM Punk being a thing. Mm-hmm. I don't think that would have worked with Colt Cabana being there. No, not given recent developments. I think that um, CM Punk's kind of a dick, apparently. Mm. <laughs> it's no breaking news there. <laughs> uh, but this was a super fun um, thing, really. Like, mm-hmm. This was definitely better than the match that they had later that was the, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I love me a good battle royal. It's just such a an easy way to get people involved. Yeah. Like, and people like battle royals. Um, Bully Ray was a total monster, which has been great, except I kind of mm-hmm. wish he would just retire and go away for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. He does do he does do really good heel work. You don't realize like mm-hmm. how big he is until you get him in there next to like all these indie guys, or not indie guys because they're with a the promotion, mm-hmm. but you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think he he could make a tremendous mouthpiece one day, but the issue is, um, well, I don't know if it is an issue, but he would be likely bigger than the person he was managing. So I don't know. It's never really been a thing. Right. Um, I enjoyed the the was up headbutt at the end. That was yeah. that was a fun spot. <laughs> um, There's tons of fun spots. I actually really liked the way that this match was put together. Everybody kind of got a moment. Yeah, uh, Billy Gunn was a lot of fun actually in this one too. Billy Gunn, yes. Um, I wasn't. Super into his baby boy. Yeah. Has has his has his son been like doing stuff? Has been doing stuff. Yeah. Like so, this wasn't like the first time he's ever really had like a spotlight on him. Um, this is the biggest spotlight he's had. Okay, so there's a reason that he wasn't like super great. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's just the I don't know. I thought the. Uh, the crotch chopping got a bit gratuitous, and then like when the kid did it, it's like, okay, you probably weren't even born in the Attitude Era. Let's <laughs> calm down a second. <laughs> well, I mean, that's what like Billy Gunn kind of always did, though. Like, I, I'm glad that he hasn't like felt the death. Uh, I'm glad that he went with like the most um, remembered like version of himself because there was like mm-hmm. a lot of crotch chopping when he was wrestling in like the New Age Outlaws too. Mm-hmm. But. That wasn't just that. It was like the one, the like, the edgy one-liners after he would do it too, and he'd throw somebody out. He'd be like, "Oh, suck this," and he'd throw somebody out. But yeah. just don't. He didn't. He didn't do a lot of that even during the attitude. Just don't era. talk. <laughs> um, I will say, and this is uh, maybe me just being a spoil sport, but the uh, I didn't dig the 
Jimmy Jacobs antics. I don't the like the the, the like dress and like makeup and stuff was was actually the the not what I'm referring to. It's the like the waving to the camera before pedigree attempts and just like a, yeah we get it we you were uh, unceremoniously fired from the company like quit trying to make it a thing. Yeah. Uh, I mean I. It was done on purpose, and it, he was probably put up to him by somebody else. Like I'm, I'm sure, like Cody. Uh, he's a knowing that the creative type that he is. Um, I'm certain that that was uh, a Jimmy Jacobs production, mm-hmm. but he he may have been encouraged. I'm sure Cody wasn't like, no, don't do that. That'd be terrible. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't stopped, but uh, yeah. Um, I mean, especially considering the rumors are that like he's going back. Like fairly soon, Cody still takes a lot of shots at Triple H, mm. and like fairly publicly. And I mean, some of them are like fun little jabs. Like he was telling some of the uh, the women's competitors, like that he was talking to. He's like, "Oh, make sure, um, make sure you you stand with your legs like a little further apart, so uh, Triple H yeah. likes to look uh-huh. taller and stuff mm-hmm. like that." Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even though like Triple H is like six five, isn't he? What yeah. woman's taller than him? I don't know. Uh-huh. But I, I think that those guys are on relatively good terms. Jimmy Jacobs got himself fired. Like, he really doesn't have anybody else to be mad at but himself. Mm-hmm. He did something stupid. Yeah. Which is more reason to, like... I mean, I never, like, cared for the whole Jimmy Jacobs thing. I mean, I thought he was a great writer, but, like, him as a wrestler, mm-hmm. I I could take it or leave it. I, I don't, like, hate it. It just... Mm-hmm. It's yeah, yeah. I just for I think for the 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 core and spirit of what All In was supposed to be the like the like in ring um stuff was uh, it was just a weird weird sight I thought. And didn't he do like a five knuckle shuffle too? He did the five knuckle shuffle. Then got up and like waved at the camera and then tried for a pedigree. <sighs> yeah, it was. I don't know. It just was just so much like, hey guys, get it? Because I was in WWE. Remember, remember that? I used to be there, but then I got fired. So that's why I'm here. But these are signature moves by WWE guys. Yeah, yeah, it's whatever. Um. I was glad that Flip Gordon won. I, I'd really like to see him in a more prominent role. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, I was thinking that, you know, him and Jay Lethal would have been a really good match. Mm-hmm. But we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Um, <laughs> up next was Matt Cross versus Maxwell Jacob Friedman, or MJF, as he is mm-hmm. often referred to. And this yeah. is M- MJF is another guy I got familiar with because of uh, Dojo Pro, and he is better than you, and you know it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is your uh, your next big heel on the Indies or wherever else he chooses to He's go. Been doing bar wrestling a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I I like him. Like I I really like him. As, yeah. I, I was kind of surprised that like Cross was the one who came out on top. Although I really like Cross too. Or mm-hmm. I was I think if I'm not mistaken, um, 
Let's do a little Google foo. Yes, he is son of havoc. I okay. <laughs> I thought I didn't know if that's what you were looking up. No, you could. <sighs> he doesn't have that. Uh, um, like complex of a mask, you could very easily yeah. look at him and be like, "Oh yeah." <laughs> Uh, no, I was just trying to see where he was from. He's from the Midwest. I thought maybe he was from Chicago or Illinois. Matt um, Cross is from Wisconsin. Matt Cross, or the former um, M Dog Twenty Twenty, was one of the first kind of big indie names. Um, he was kind of part of that. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm pretty sure he's from Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. He might not be. I thought they said something about him being from like Wisconsin. Or like Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Um, he might also be from Southern California, like everybody else. But um, he, um, the 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 Wikipedia seems to think that he's from Cleveland, Cleveland, or specifically Brexville. I thought that um, I, I thought I had heard it mentioned that uh, like on what was it? Lucha Underground, something about him being from, like, Wisconsin or something like that, and, like, something didn't happen often there, so he wouldn't be, I don't remember what the joke was. There's some joke about Wisconsin. So maybe oh. it was just thrown in there for nothing, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cleveland would make sense, though. But anyway, it was, I think it was like a, he's like a, this is kind of like the celebration of, um, you know, all things indie wrestling, and he was one of the big, uh, one of the first guys to kind of make a name for himself on the indie scene. I guess he's been wrestling for a really long time. 20 he's years. Not, yeah. yeah. He's been around for a while. I know he was like, he was one of the guys that, you know, um, with like Punk and Joe and Brian and stuff for, uh, yeah, you know, he was one of CZW's first big guys. But anyway, it was I think it was just kind of like a here's a like indie wrestler through and through. Uh so we're gonna kick off the big indie wrestling show with him winning. Yeah, um And MJF has plenty more years left to get signature wins. Yeah, um Oh, I love I, I like MJF a lot. Actually, he's mm-hmm. he's funny. He's got like the scarf shirts on, um, the plaid scarf shirts on pro wrestling mm-hmm. tees and all that fun stuff too. But he supposedly like went and played football for Harvard, and then he was like, "No, nah, it's not for me." And then he found out he could make a bunch of money for or wrestling, so he decided to go to the Indies. Which there is a little like flaw in the story there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he's got, like, a whole backstory where he's, like, the snob kid who just, like, wasn't feeling football anymore. So he decided to go and start wrestling. But I think he's only, like, 24. Mm-hmm. He's super young. So there's we're going to see a lot Maybe from this he's guy. he's younger than that. Yeah. 23 or 24. And I think he's only been in wrestling for, like, two years or something like that. So mm-hmm. he's pretty fantastic. I mean, considering or not. Yeah. Certainly a name to watch. Um, and then, of course, like Matt Cross, it goes without saying, like this guy's com- absolutely like fantastic to mm-hmm. watch. 
um, as Son of Havoc or as just Matt Cross. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure he's a vegan, too. What is it with all these, like, super good indie guys being vegan? Um, I think that it is just kind of a... He, he's vegan, but he lives a hardcore lifestyle. As as it is referred, I'm like, and he's straight edge. I'm like, how hardcore and straight edge can you be at the same time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, up next we had Stephen Amell and Christopher Daniels with the guest referee Jerry Lynn. Yeah, I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, one. you could tell like uh, Arrow was getting a little gassed, mm-hmm. but I mean that's no surprise if you've watched any of his other matches. Um, yeah, but this was a—I mean, this wasn't like the ten-man tag that he was. Yeah, the ten-man tag where he does a couple spots. This is—he worked a full, full-on match. I really thought uh, he table spot and everything. I was really scared when he did that coast to coast. I mm-hmm. really, really thought that he wasn't going to make it and somebody was going to get hurt because he looked really tired. Yeah. But but kudos to him. Kudos to whoever put the match together. Kudos to I think Daniels for really making him look good. I think good. Dreamer was running uh, production. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and actually, like, Daniels was the one who whiffed a moonsault. Yeah. Um, but, uh, um, what's his name? Stephen Amell didn't look like he was in movie shape so much. He looked a little more doughy, like maybe he was in wrestling shape, a little more flexibility. And so Mm. I'm sure he, there was like a lot of training that went into this. Yeah. And I don't know if they're currently like filming Arrow or not. I'm assuming not, or he's wearing a shirt a lot. Um, they're probably done because... Without knowing when it actually is on TV, uh, most major shows will start for like the the networks at least will start right around this time of year, which means that that they are probably done with all the like filming and whatnot. Yeah, I don't actually watch it. I, the few episodes I have seen, I didn't care for. But um, yeah, this was I mean still like a really good match. SoCal Uncensored went two for zero for the two and zero for the night. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, I don't. He did do the chair. You're right. Like he did the table spot, which looked brutal. Um, mm-hmm. But that was, uh, you know, fantastic. I mean, all in all, I think if this can be counted, and I, I guess I don't really see why not. This might actually have been potentially the best celebrity-involved match. Maybe not celebrity-involved, because that's too broad. Uh, match with a celebrity in it. Hmm. I'd have... You'd have to think about it, but... I mean, you have, like, LT and Bam Bam. <laughs> uh, the pair of McMichaels versus the... NFL matches. He had a match with Kevin Green and one with Reggie White. Are we not counting uh, Ronda Rousey as a celebrity? She's on the roster now. I wouldn't. Well, 
Amel is part of the Bullet Club. He has wrestling shirts. Yeah, but he's not like a contracted roster member. Fair enough. When Ronda Rousey when Ronda Rousey's out on Raw, she's member of the Raw roster. Ronda Rousey. Right. When Stephen Amell does stuff like this, he's a television superstar or whatever <laughs> they kept calling him. <laughs> yeah, that's that's probably a true statement. I don't know. I haven't seen any David Arquette's uh, matches here lately, but apparently he's like trying to be a real wrestler now. Uh, so that might be terrible. Probably is terrible. Probably. Yeah. Um. So up next we had Madison Rain versus uh, Doctor Britt Baker, DMD, mm-hmm. versus mm-hmm. Chelsea Green versus Tessie, Tessa Blanchard. Yeah. And you know, just proof that women's matches can hang with men's matches. And mm-hmm. uh, out of everybody here, and I don't want to say, and it was hard because I don't want to say I was most impressed with anybody because I was super impressed with everybody, but um, mm-hmm. Madison Rain really actually stood out to me. I think she's kind of the one that would have had the most to prove in this match in mm-hmm. a way <clears throat> from the standpoint of, you know, people rave about Tessa Blanchard and will talk until they're blue in the face about how much of a travesty it is that she's not on the WWE roster and all that stuff. Um, and Chelsea Green has her supporters and Britt Baker is one of the, you know, big up and comers. But Madison Rain is kind of like a, not, she was never in WWE, but she's kind of a holdover from that whole like, Divas era of wrestling mm-hmm. <clears throat> that kind of bled over into every promotion where every promotion was kind of looking for the same thing. Um, you know, she was in the the beautiful people stable and in, in TNA, and so um, this was a nice spot for her to kind of like, you know, say like, "No, see, I can I can wrestle." Yeah, and I, uh, she really did. That I don't I don't mean to take anything. I think Britt Baker was. Very, um, very impressive, especially considering she was probably the greenest of them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she was just going through medical school. So, um, like real life medical school, she's actually a doctor. Nice. Um, and I'm, she hasn't, like, it surprises me that Britt Baker hasn't gotten more attention because, like, she's dating Adam Cole. Who's mm-hmm. you know a huge indie name, which might be like how she yeah. got, but I don't know if she she might have been wrestling before him, but I, I, I certainly didn't know who she was until that. Um, but Tessa right. Blanchard was you know fantastic as well, but I think we've kind of come to expect it from her, and she's kind of just like the bully, and she does it very well. Um, mm-hmm. I think she out char- or she out heel Charlotte Flair's Charlotte Flair. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I just, I, I consider them very like similar talents, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, although Tessa's probably a little bit better. Um, and then Chelsea's, and Chelsea Green's character is not one I definitely, I've got a lot of experience with. 
I only know of her because of her back and forths on, um, cause I haven't been watching Impact. I, I don't have time mm-hmm. for it. Um, but I only know of her because of her back and forths with, um, what's, who's he, what's it, what's his name? Uh, woo, woo, woo. Oh, the person yeah. she's dating. I, I'd never actually seen a match of hers before, and I, it, it sounds like terrible, like me saying this, like I'm some, you know, little girl only watching like Total Bellas and only knowing like of her <laughs> relationships. But like, uh-huh. if you don't have time to watch TNA or Impact or whatever it's called now, and you're only seeing interactions mm-hmm. with the people who you actually have heard of on Twitter, it's kind of like, well, okay, so you're this person's person, you're this person's person. But you're also a wrestler that I've never heard of. That's cool. So she's actually had a couple cups of coffee with the WWE. Um, she was a late season replacement on the very last season of Tough Enough that there's been. The one where the two winners have since been ousted from the company. What is the season that gave us Velveteen Dream, Mandy Rose, and Sonya Deville? Um, she was like a late addition, like a mid-season replacement for somebody who went out with an injury on that one. And then she was also, uh, at the time, was just like an extra cast as uh, Daniel Bryan's physical trainer um, that I don't remember, even remember who he was in the feud with. Um but somebody, you probably don't even remember this. Uh, somebody accused him of having like an affair on Brie with his physical trainer, and she was the physical trainer. She was on like one episode of Raw, and I don't think had very many speaking lines. Interesting. Yeah. See, I, I would. I can't remember what feud that was. Pay attention to. Actually, I, I almost think it was the Stephanie and Brie feud. It wasn't even a Daniel Bryan feud. Anyway, yeah, that's her, that was uh, like so. The Stephanie and Brie feud, I think, happened like right before I started watching wrestling again. Okay, because that was right before <laughs> so like uh, Brian got injured was, at thirty, right? I think that was after he had gotten injured. Was it? That's why they were doing a Brie and Stephanie. I was only watching pay-per-views at that time, and I wasn't really like keeping up with storylines. I rem- I was, remember uh, like Brie calling Stephanie a bitch at like the side, um, like the front row or in the crowd or something like that. Yeah, it was okay. during all that. It was before uh, Nikki said, "I wish you died in the womb." That immortal line of dialogue. Oh, she's so bad. She's she's so terrible. <laughs> anyway, we can talk about that later. Uh, uh, I thought this match was good. The only only gripe I had was again, um, for what All In is like supposed to be the like, I don't know the uh, the Broski boot was a uh, I don't know. Well, that wasn't like a it, shot of anybody though. That was like that was like a, a, shot, a wave it, to the camera, like "oh, hi, mom" kind of thing, though. I don't think it had a place on the show. I don't know. 
It's also weird that, but like, like, come on, who's more like who's more of an indie roster on the WWE, or who's more of an indie guy on the WWE roster than uh, than why can't I remember his name? Than Zack Zach Ryder. Ryder. Then wear like purple and orange tights, or like a headband, or the sunglasses, uh, stupid sunglasses, or, or something. Yeah, I don't know. Like it's, it's just, I don't know. It's just like un- unnecessary. I thought, and you know what, like. Things happen, uh, like, uh, for instance, the person he was dating before who was awkwardly out on commentary um, for this spot. Um, uh, like, what if they break up and then, like, uh, this is, like, a small, tiny thing, but, like, I don't know. And then, like, this, like, historic evening is, like... Oh yeah, and then there was that that spot where I did the move of the person I was dating instead of like just having the match for myself. I don't know. It's just, nobody's, perfect. nobody's perfect. You got to find some stuff to complain about. I I thought it was unnecessary and gratuitous for a, a night that should have like stood on its own. There were like several times where it was they the the people would get a little too cute and I I thought this was was one of those things I could have done without the broski boot. Uh, I thought it was fine. It wasn't as abrasive as like Jimmy Jacobs, but I think she's just less abrasive of a person. Yes, um. <laughs> yes that's how I put it as well. <laughs> oh, did you think the like finish to this match was a little off? It was very jumbled, and um, I didn't realize that it happened until yeah. it happened. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. nobody was really sure that like. It was finished, I think, like, when it first happened. It was, yeah, it was weird. It was one of those, like, the, I don't know, the pin wasn't, like, super clean, and the, the announcers didn't really finish it. It was one of those, did she get her? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she must, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, Also, did over. you think it was weird that, like, none of the champions, like, had their titles with them outside of, like, the NWA title? Like, Tessa Blanchard yes. didn't have hers. Kenny Omega didn't come out with no. his. Uh-uh. And uh, Cody and the Bucks didn't have their trios. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a little weird. It is weird. Does Impact not let you, like, take your title with you? But, I guess I, I so. can see New Japan maybe know. not letting you travel with it. I could see New Japan, but if I'm Impact, I want that title on right. this show that so many people are watching. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Interesting. That that, that was just something I I also noticed. I'm like, doesn't Tessa Blanchard have a title? <laughs> yeah. Huh. Interesting. Uh, up next, we had Cody versus Nick Aldis for the NWA Championship. Mm-hmm. And I I this was. It almost felt like a real fight. Like, it had a really big fight feel. Mm-hmm. Like, each guy having a camp enter with him, I thought was, like, pretty cool. Yeah, I liked the, uh, loved the MMA entrances. Those were cool. And he had Pharaoh with him. Like, the entourages. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, uh... Cody had the bleached hair again. I don't know if you'd noticed, but he went back to brown for a little while. Yeah, well, so <laughs> when I saw that, I was like, I thought he had uh, done his hair back. It but probably I guess grew not. out, and he didn't uh, want to immediately fry it again. 
Yeah. Um, but, yeah, this was a really good, like, when it was going, it was really good, but, like, the part where they did, like, the injury angle was very, I think it kind of mm-hmm. killed the momentum. And then, like, throwing mm-hmm. up the X, like... Yeah, so here here I go again. Um, <laughs> the, like, X thing is, is somewhat well-known. Uh, I'd say it's pretty well-known at this point by the, like, the internet crowd. And it's, it's supposed to be, like, a secret, like, you know, this guy's hurt. And to have, like, Earl Hebner perfectly framed while he throws up the X is just kind of a, you guys know what this right. And means. they don't even do it anymore because they all have headsets on now. <laughs> right, yeah. That's why you're always seeing them, like, click back and forth on their... Mm-hmm. But, yeah, they they don't... They don't use the X's anymore. They don't use, like, hand signals anymore. Right, yeah. Um, oh, well. But, yeah, and then him laying under, like, the the thing, like, slicing his face open. Although the blonde, mm-hmm. the bleach blonde hair really does help sell a uh, blade job. That's the old, uh, uh, Steve Carino would get favorite, uh, famous for, uh, he'd have the, he'd have that like really bright blonde hair and then he'd wear like all white attire. Um, so you could really see the blood and I'd, I, I feel like that probably had a bit to do with the, the um, aesthetic decisions that Cody may have made going yeah, into this. Um, yeah, that blonde. Oh, it, it kind of like gave me flashbacks of like the world's cutest tag team at Guerrilla Warfare, mm-hmm. <laughs> where mm-hmm. uh, Candace got kicked in the face by the tack shoe. But yeah, yeah, or like <laughs> anything that like Dusty Rhodes or Ric Flair did in the nineties. Hmm. Um. But yeah, and I I wish it didn't end on a roll up. That mm-hmm. was another thing that I really wasn't like a big fan of. But like other than that, I thought it was a really good match. You really like mm-hmm. it was really like and I can't stress enough like how cool like the camps were. And like he had mm-hmm. Pharaoh with him and um like Diamond Dallas Page. The Diamond Dallas Page spot was fun too. DDP. Yeah, I loved that the uh they worked on a diamond Taking cutter another spot. shot at the... Uh, what are you talking about? He took a shot at the WWE with an RKO. <laughs> yeah, with a diamond cutter out of nowhere. <laughs> um, then J-E-double-F-J-A-double-R-E-double-T. There was some speculation saying that he might have heat backstage at WWE now, but I'm like, why does he care? He's not wrestling. He's been re- he's wrestling yeah. for like other promotions since he's been inducted in the Hall of Fame mm-hmm. cuz he's also like you know Jericho's not going to get any heat Jericho for... can do whatever he wants though. Jarrett just got His welcomed involvement. back yeah. into the company. <laughs> Jarrett just got welcomed back to the company that he was like less than ceremoniously like dispatched from. <laughs> Jericho yeah. can Jericho probably ran it by Vince before he did it. It's also, it's not like he was, I don't know, I feel like this was the most appropriate use of Jeff Jarrett had he, were he to have to appear right. on this show. I think it's it's different him being here in this position, um, given that he is a former NWA champion and his kind of ties to the, the like territory area 
or era. Um, I don't know. I I wouldn't have perceived that as, um, you know, a uh, troubling maneuver. On his no, end. I, I thought it was fine. Like, I don't think anybody cares about Jeff Jarrett yeah. that much. I mm-hmm. mean, and he wasn't. Other than being like visible because he was standing right next to the champion in his entrance, he didn't really have a uh, like he didn't come out and put right. somebody with a guitar mid match or something like that. He was actually pretty. He walked out, and then I guess all those guys walked back. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was that. How did you feel about uh, the Brandy Rhodes bump? Um. Mm. I mean, not from like a domestic like women fighting men right. you, but just like as something that happened mm-hmm. in the match because nobody cared when Jeff Jarrett like you know right <laughs> speaking of Jeff Jarrett's like wonderful past uh, nobody mm-hmm. cared when Jeff Jarrett was hitting women with guitars right I guess on the one point I liked it because it's like it adds something to the match but on the like same hands, just the other side of it, um, I don't know. A match that already was going to end in like a roll up and had like the injury spot early on, and then had the like uh, the older wrestling cameos. This match, which I, I think could have very well stood on its own, kind of had a lot of uh, to quote a former Cody Rhodes entrance song, had a lot of smoke and mirrors. Uh, in a situation that probably didn't call for it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree, too. I, th- I think it was, like, a big enough deal, and, like, Cody was already, like, you know, fighting an uphill battle against Nick Aldis, who's considerably larger than he is. And mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he needed anything else, like, working against him, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Still, like, again, still, like, a great match, and it's better than, like, most of the stuff that mm-hmm. you'll see on, like, a WWE pay-per-view, so. Yeah. It was a good match. It was a cool moment. You could tell you know, how much it meant to, like, to Cody. Um, I liked that it's the same belt design. Ten pounds of gold. As the one, yeah, as the one that, like, his dad held. Um, I don't know, it was just, it'll be a... a a cool visual that will always be around yeah. now is you'll be able to have side by sides of Dusty and Cody with the NWA belt with bleach blonde hair and blood with bleach blonde hair <laughs> and blood. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, were Were you kind of surprised like Cody didn't have more of like a tribute like other than his hair to his dad? Yeah, because... Um, like obviously, there weren't going to be polka dots, because that was a WWF thing, but... Right. Well, Dreamer had polka dots. Yeah, I saw that. But he's, he's worn those before, too. I think that was probably just, like, yeah. the pair of pants he had clean. Yeah, that's <laughs> probably true. It's like, oh, Cody will get a kick out of this. And they're clean. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe I... And I don't blame him for, like, having it be about him. I was just kind of surprised. I'm not, like, offended by it or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, up next, we had Adam Page versus Joey Janela in a Chicago street fight. I thought mm-hmm. this match was a lot of fun. 
Yeah, it's just good plundery goodness. And Janela is yet another guy I became more familiar with because of Dojo Pro. And Mm -hmm. that guy is completely insane. If you aren't familiar with him, go and look him up on YouTube. There's lots of... um, There's lots of, like, fluorescent light... Or lots of, like, the light bars and jumping off of buildings and craziness. Mm-hmm. Um, the finish to this match was absolutely brutal. The, um, the rite of passage through the table off the ladder. Oh, yeah. yeah. hmm And you know that was 100% Janela's idea, too. Yeah. That guy is insane. Yeah. He's got a couple screws loose. Um, I liked the boot spot, which if you hadn't been keeping up with, like, being mm-hmm. elite, you wouldn't get it. But his boots talk to him. He doesn't like it. I think they did a good enough job giving you just enough information. I mean, this was, like, one of the only matches with a promo package. Yeah. They kind of quickly recapped the... <laughs> so he, he committed murder stuff. and admitted to it, but he's still allowed to wrestle. It's mm-hmm. fine. Yeah, which the announcers had um, fun with. <laughs> uh, uh, the phone was fun. Um, mm-hmm. I this was just a fun, like a fun match, especially like just like knowing the whole backstory. I guess it was fun, although apparently it did go mm-hmm. like the it did go over, or like the post match part did go over. Well, that was a consistent theme yeah, of the night. But, well, We'll talk about that later when we go for the Young Bucks match. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, he he used the phone that he killed Joey Ryan with to mm-hmm. attempt to kill Joey Janela with. Well, the Bride of Passage could have potentially killed Joey Janela mm-hmm. very easily. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But then after the match, we had a bunch of ghost penises and the res yep. erected Joey Ryan. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's the thing that <laughs> happened. came out, oiled up, dick flipped Paige, <laughs> hit him with the blow pop, and super kicked him. Yep. I can't remember what he calls his finisher, but... Is it the Sweet Tooth music? I don't remember. No, it is. I liked his uh, his attire, too. He had the blow pop theme. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Joey Ryan. Yep. He hasn't really been gone for me, because I kind of keep up with bar wrestling, but... Uh, right. Yeah. For this to be his... his mm-hmm. Main stage return, I guess. Yeah, was pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and now he has a bunch of Undertaker merchandise up, so that's uh, fun. Um, next was uh, I wasn't I wasn't super into the the ghost. Yeah, as well. they probably like picking another. They thing probably could have cut that. Like honestly, they could have just had Joey yeah. Ryan come back. Although it is kind of funny, assuming that the people in the costumes were, like, other indie wrestlers, um, I do like that now one day somebody will have that, like... Cracker Barrel employees? (laughs) Uh, Well, I want them to be indie wrestlers, so if one of them makes it big one day, they can... There will be that, like, oh, yeah, and I was a Joey Ryan ghost penis one day. Or Like, all those... All those other guys who have had like weird role, like the Hardys with the uh, 
like the King of the Ring jesters or like CM Punk was um like a an extra when John Cena did like a 1920s like gangster uh entrance just I don't know fun stuff like that so when he had the yellow pants uh no he came out uh it was when WrestleMania was in no. Chicago uh and he was uh he was very much John Cena he came out in like a one of those old cars and like a pinstripe suit and Stuff like that. And CM Punk and some other guys were also wearing pinstripe suits hanging off the car with Tommy guns. Uh, it was well before he was a, a known person. CM Punk. Yeah. This was for the John Cena Triple H. I think Sami Zayn was one of the hands reaching up for The Undertaker at that entrance, too. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Ambrose was like yeah. a druid or, like or something the, like that. Mm-hmm. Or the three... Uh, Sasha Banks, Charlotte, and Alexa Bliss being the extras for that one Triple mm-hmm. H entrance. There's a there's a fun little legacy of uh, extras during a like entrance spot that are like notable people now. I kind of like thinking that they were Cracker Barrel employees. They were like volunteering their yeah. time because that's like basically what they asked for from companies was, "Hey, can you?" Yeah. And then they were mm-hmm. like, "We're gonna do what today?" <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the indie wrestler thing is a nice thought, too. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, up next, we had Flip Gordon versus Jay Lethal slash the Black Machismo for the Ring of Honor title. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And am, am I further being a spoil sport by kind of wishing that the Black Machismo stuff had played out before the match started? just... If, I wish they hadn't tried to get all their shit in. Like, that was the mm-hmm. biggest problem. Like, the Black Machismo, like, entrance and everything was fun, but if he immediately would have dropped it, like, on the first hit or something like that. Yeah, that's what I was saying, is they have, like, the backstage segment. They have the entire entrance with Lanny, and then he gets down to the ring, and then maybe, like, Lanny, uh, like, accidentally slaps him on the shoulder as, like, a, you know, to, like, give him encouragement. and Or, like, the first blow in the match is, like, a a chop that hits him on the shoulder that snaps him back into it or something. I don't know, but it almost seemed like there was, this was like two different matches. Yeah. I mean, and, and it just there was never really got going in either one of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is disappointing. Cause you could tell that there was like a lot of effort put into this and it just mm-hmm. kind of, some of the spots were like fun, but like, like the, the whole thing, like the Hulk up was kind of fun. Uh, speaking of fun. which, did you notice that like Cody Rhodes and uh, Aldis started off the same way that The Rock and Hulk Hogan started? Yes, I had heard that uh, Cody is actually a big fan of that uh, match. Well, he said it's his favorite match ever. Yeah, and like, yeah. Hulk's like his favorite wrestler ever, so it's kind of makes sense. And then mm-hmm. The Rock like did a shout out afterwards, congratulating him, which I'm yeah, I'm sure we'll get him in good graces with Vince. For his 35 yeah. comeback. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this was really like, if there was a weak part to the show, this was it. Which is unfortunate, because again, I really liked Flip Gordon, and I thought, you know, big things were coming. Mm-hmm. But we had like the... I, I don't know. The post-match was probably more inter- interesting than like the actual match itself. 
and it, mm-hmm. that didn't really need to happen either, other than it seemed like they took another shot at the WWE. At least the crowd took it that way as they were like chanting "Hua" while they were triple power bombing him. I don't know if you <laughs> caught that or not. I did yeah. not catch that. It's almost <laughs> worth a rewatch. But yeah, Colt Cabana coming out to save the day was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, especially in Chicago, like I said, he got on he got on the show just the right amount of time. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah. That was, I mean, it was it was fun, but it it just wasn't that good of a match. Yeah, um, and when you're up against, it, you know, it was a good come down match, I guess, like between like the uh, the Chicago Street Fight and Omega and Pentagon. That's probably mm-hmm. like the best way to put it. I think this was probably like in in hindsight, like they probably didn't want like a come down match, but this was probably the best placement for this if they were going to go this route. Because mm-hmm. um, up next we've got Kenny Omega versus Pentagon Jr. And yeah. this match, once it got going, was mm-hmm. really well. I mean, I, this one got going pretty quick. I guess it was the other one that. Yeah. But Pentagon man got in a lot of offense on Kenny Omega. Mm-hmm. This, like, considering it was not a no DQ match and it was not a street fight, it was yeah. super brutal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. No, I just loved this match. Is such a like for what this was kind of billed as as like a kind of all star indie show. This was, I, I think for me at least, it was the first match that was like, um, that was almost somewhat surreal. The participants, mm-hmm. like you have, this really is like, um, uh superstar from japan against a superstar from mexico this is like a this is like if there were a uh like world cup of wrestling this is one that could like have been a potential final you know yeah um it was a cool match and um i liked the all that stuff at the beginning the like uh he was doing his Sarah Mieto stuff, and I uh, like slapped him. Um, and that, I don't know. It was just good. These guys actually, for for guys who, to my knowledge, have never really. I don't think pads, they ever have. Uh, they worked really yeah, well I, together. I really just want to see like a lot more of this. Um, mm-hmm. I, I I've really liked. You know, obviously, I really like Kenny Omega because you can't be a wrestling fan and not like Kenny Omega. But I've mm-hmm. I've really liked Pentagon like since I've been familiar with him, um, with like mm-hmm. Lucha Underground, and now, you know, I I was watching for a little bit when he, I I watched I went back and rewatched him winning like the title on Impact and, mm-hmm. um, you know, always been like a really big fan of his. So it was like a kind of like a you know dream booking for these two to like come together mm-hmm. and. Uh, mm-hmm just really didn't disappoint at all and like if WWE actually is like interest in Pentagon Mm -hmm. I almost hope like he just says no and keeps doing what he's doing because he is not a clean enough worker to it it would take something away for him to be in the WWE Mm -hmm. and I'd like to see them 
uh, not that the two really should have anything to do with each other, but um, you know, it is the WWE there's, they're, that we're talking about. They definitely do have like quotas and boxes to check and the like. Um, but I would kind of like to see uh, Almas make mm-hmm. it before they try to bring in another um, like Hispanic wrestler. It's not to say that they can't have like multiple go, and I just I have my skepticism, and I feel like I'm justified. Well, in, and they're uh, about to bring Rey Mysterio back too, which right. I don't think they would do this, but God, I hope they don't just send him immediately to 205 Live to try to bring that back. I think he needs to go to SmackDown and feud with Almas. I think that's the. I think regardless of what happened to the guy throughout his WWE career and uh, after he left and came back and left again. Um, But I think what really kind of helped Del Rio establish himself in the WWE is feuding right off the bat with Rey Mysterio. Like that did him so much good and set him up for all the success that he would wind up having despite anything else. Um, But yeah, I think that would be a, the perfect use for Ray is kind of establishing uh, Seattle almost. Yeah, I. Um, yeah, I, I, I've, I agree with you there. Um, I don't know. There were there were rumors that they were bringing in like both Lucha Brothers, or they were interested in bringing them in, or something like that. And I just, mm-hmm. I, I, not that the two of them as like a tag team isn't like fun but like the two of them mm-hmm. individually is like just as good and i i don't think they need yeah. to be mm-hmm. held to that um yeah and then um post match uh and honestly like if you're going to have jericho attack oh my god like this mm-hmm. was probably my only like my only problem with this match is like Jericho came out just to promote his cruise. Yeah, so the moment itself was actually like super cool. The lights went out and, and came then he on. It. Um and it was Pentagon and you were like you know, in in a night where there's been like respect and handshakes and just kinda everybody doing the greater good for like indie wrestling, um, even if it was just like Pentagon and he attacked him afterwards and set up something for them future down the road, like that would have been fine. But it was Jericho, and that was even cool, and he attacked him, and that was even cool, and then he unmasked and revealed that was Jericho, and that was even really cool. But then he said the words, I'll see you on the Jericho cruise. That's when it kind of like fell yeah, off Yeah, I was not impressed by that. It was just such a like... <laughs> I mean, I don't know what else you would have said because it was to set up. He could have just attacked him, and then he could have like challenged him like later on on Twitter or something like that. He didn't have to. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Just it's such a like hard line to deliver seriously. (laughs) I'll see you on the cruise, especially after he said like, and he said like with all seriousness, like. And he didn't say exactly, like, oh, this is below me, but he essentially said, yeah, I'm probably not going to be at All In because what's the point? Mm-hmm. And th- those mm-hmm. were pretty much his exact words. Or, what's the point? I'm like, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, that's cool and everything, but <clears throat> then you showed up and like plugged your cruise, which was mm-hmm. like I don't know. Well, it's also to understand Jericho. He's he used to be really good at the smoke screen, but now it's. Whenever he says something isn't going to be the case, that means something is almost certainly going to I be the case. I think he's just drinking again, like a lot. Because well, his eyes were red the, as shit again. The eyes and the physique. Yeah, he's not, he, he's not in wrestling have, shape right he, now. <laughs> he's, uh, he's living the hardcore lifestyle. He's living the hardcore lifestyle. Not the vegan <laughs> hardcore. Straight edge. No, definite, definitely not. He's a little no, crooked. Yeah. <laughs> God. Yeah, I was like, why did Pentagon get fatter? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, now we're body shaming. Okay, so uh, moving on. Um, yep, he plugs his, his little boat ride, assaults Cyrus, and then yep. walks off. So that was mm-hmm. fun. So we'll have Cyrus in a uh, in a neck brace again, so you'll be excited about that. Oh, yeah, love the neck brace. <laughs> Up next was uh, Okada versus the villain Marty Skrull. Match of the yeah, night. I think so. Uh, time limits be damned. Yeah, they. I mean, they went over, and I apparently like they were sending some fairly obvious signals to them to like wrap the shit up. Oh yeah, there was a very audible um, like calls of I don't know who was made. It was, I don't know if it's that second ref who came down, but. There's definitely some audible, like, go home, Marty. Um, well, yeah, and then again in like, the match after this, too, they're like, well, it's time to go home, it's time to go home. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Jesus. Was it Marty or was it Okada dragging it out, though? Um, I feel like, if anything, it was Okada, because I don't know that Marty would have, like, given his relationship to, like, Cody and the Bucks, would have done anything to, like, jeopardize their show. And not that Okada was trying to jeopardize the show, but... Okada can't wrestle a match that's less than 40 minutes long. <laughs> right. This was, I mean, this was a brief brief match for I haven't Okada even broken match. a sweat yet. <laughs> I mean, he didn't even break out the dropkick until, like, the 20th right. minute. Oh. This, I mean, this was fantastic, though. This was such a good match. And yeah. I have... No, the storyline was was good too. The, the one that they, which was another interesting thing to see throughout the night, is a match of a night with matches that had little to no build. Is they kind of had to come up with their own story within the show, and I liked the big man, little man kind of thing with uh with Scarlett. Well, again, this was another one that was built on their on the being the elite because they were talking about mm-hmm. like everybody was telling uh. Like, even, you know, the other Bullet Club guys were like, oh, yeah, you, there's no way you can beat Okada. You know what I mean? And, it like, mm-hmm. it was fantastic. And then uh, on the Go Home episode of uh, Being the Elite, like, Marty Skrull cut, like, a super intense promo about, like, going in and wrestling Okada and so on and so forth. And I thought they mm-hmm. did a fantastic job. But, again, if you don't watch Being the Elite every week, you would never know any of this. And I know they've mm-hmm. got, like... I can't remember how many subscribers, but, like, that's still not most, like, people. 240,000 subscribers to being the elite. 
but and it's like a ten minute show every week. Although the last one was like twenty five, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah. the next one will probably be like twenty five. But yeah, if you get a chance to go back and watch that, it's it was pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. But I I, th- I think like the ending of this was just fine. I thought like the spots in it were fine or were great. The ending mm-hmm. was I think it it did him more good to like lose clean to Okada than it would have for him to get like a a fluke win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That uh, the two hundred five spot was really good. The two hundred five spot. Um. So Okada at one point uh, he did like a move to scroll and then he uh, held up two fingers and then he held up no fingers and then he held up uh, five fingers. And when he did the five, Marty grabbed his hand and did the yeah the, yeah like yeah. Uh, the breaks. The I, finger I break love spot, that finger yeah. break thing. He he did it twice too, didn't he? Or did he get? Did it, I can't remember. Did it get broken up the second time? He did it at least twice yeah, in the night. <laughs> and then he did the umbrella thing on yeah. one of the. Yeah, and then it was an all-in umbrella to to stop. Uh, that's up there for me with the uh, uh, Omega collapsing out mm-hmm. of fatigue as best counters for the Rainmaker. The so rain far. stopper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I I, re- I really liked this match, and I'm really glad that Skrull like got the uh, got the time and really the the effort that he deserved, even if he did yeah. go long. <laughs> um, yeah. Hopefully, like the skyrockets him too. I mean, yeah. Hopefully, he I gets mean, a push up to like yeah. the heavyweight division, and I certainly mm-hmm. think he can hang. And I think like pure wrestling, he might be. You know, one of the best wrestlers in the Bullet Club too. He he's got oh, that sure. like British English whatever background in wrestling, and those guys are always fantastic. There aren't a lot of them that aren't mm-hmm. good. Like Zack Saber Junior is another one who's just fantastic. Mm-hmm. Who I was a little disappointed not to see on the show. But, yeah. Um, well, that British style—it's the uh, it's kind of the the chic mm-hmm. thing currently. Yeah. Did you ever see um, Zack Sabre's, like, promo that he cut, like, after he won the New Japan Cup? Where he uh-uh. came out and, like, said that he was sick of all this American bullshit wrestling and he was going to bring um, <laughs> grapples and submissions back to New Japan. <laughs> and then he complained about how he didn't like warm lagers. It's like, mm. everybody knows lagers are cold, ales are warm. And he's talking shit about it. <laughs> everything because that's he's fa- he really is like fantastic like his promos in english are great and taka's uh promos for him in japanese are fantastic as well so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but yeah this was my favorite match of the night have you seen the uh marty Skrull foam fingers that they make now the broken fingers no yeah. oh that's funny uh, i've only seen him like wearing them on uh like twitter posts i haven't actually seen where you can buy them or anything though Ah, so, okay. Maybe they're still in they, production. They, are, they either do or are about to exist. So, All right, and to close out, um, all in. Rey Mysterio, mm-hmm. Rey Phoenix, Bandito versus the Golden Elite, Young Bucks, and Kota mm-hmm. Ibushi. And yeah. if this match had time, it could have mm-hmm. taken the night, I think. Yeah, I will say... That um, in the event that 
a match were to be cut short due to time, then of all the matches on the card tonight, this is probably the best collection of people to have to work a like fast right. pace. So it worked out in that weird sort of way, but yeah, I, I kind of wish, I kind of hope that this is revisited down the road and we get its full, although with, if depending on when Ray comes back to WWE, it, we may, may not ever get to see this match as was intended, but yeah, it, you know, kudos to the to the Bucks for falling on like the time grenade, but like they really, I mean, mm-hmm. I, it sucks because they were such a big part of like creating this event mm-hmm. that they had to cut it short. Yeah. Um. But still, it was a lot of fun. Like Rey Mysterio looks the best that he's looked in a long time. Um. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of liked the. There was a picture like I like I liked the Wolverine. Um. Like outfit, I thought that was kind of cool. Um, but there was mm-hmm. a picture taken backstage with Brian Cage and uh, yeah, <laughs> and it's funny like how he was wearing a Wolverine yeah. shirt. And too, Brian Cage is like huge, but he's not that much taller than Rey Mysterio. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's much wider. He's as wide as Mysterio is mm-hmm. tall. Yeah. He's as wide as he is tall. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, all in all, this this pay per view really really felt special. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was, it was something so different and, you know, they, I mean, they really did it. They sold out a 10,000 seat arena in 32 minutes, which I don't mm-hmm. know if they could do it again. And I hope they don't try, honestly. Well, it sounds like they're going to, I don't know if you've seen anything from what happened after the cameras stopped, mm. but, um, they all kind of cut a promo. They brought out all the the Bullet Club guys, like Marty and Omega came back out and they all kind of cut promos and um, Cody said something about, uh, you know, he's a betting man, so how about double or nothing? Kind of insinuating that they were going to be doing another show at some point. At some point. I just... I think it would take away if they did another one. Like, I think this would have been, like, yeah. the perfect send-off, like, if all four of them or uh, if any of right. them were gone. Well, that, and that's the other thing is that they reiterated that um, no matter where wrestling takes them, they're doing it together. Right. And, uh, I mean, the Young Bucks came out and basically said, next year we get paid. So, mm. <laughs> what does that mean to you? The Bucks, Omega, and Cody are all going to the WWE, I guess. All right, that's certainly what it sounds like to me. So mm-hmm. they said, like, this year we did it for us. Next year we're getting paid or something. Something along those lines. I can't remember mm-hmm. what the exact line was. It was, like, yeah. during an interview. It wasn't, like, during this. Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, maybe they've got one more show in them, like, this year. But I doubt it. Unless they were already planning something, though I don't, I can't imagine that they possibly would have had the time to do it. But their contracts are up in January, so mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I think it would be this, this one and done would have been, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's more meaningful if they keep it this way. 
I think. I mean, I wouldn't be upset to like see another one, but I, I think it's more meaningful to only have mm-hmm. the one. It really depends on what their plans and aspirations are for going forward. Obviously, if they all go to WWE, then it won't happen. Yeah. Not for a while, anyway. Right. But, I mean, if they pretty much put this together themselves, and whether it's a success or not, sometimes you can kind of catch the the promotion bug. And it, it certainly seemed like Cody enjoyed being in a producer right. role. And I'm sure, like, he could move into one in WWE as well. Because it's not yeah. going to be that much longer that, like, Vince is in charge. And, like, Cody would be mm-hmm. a great next person to, you know, fill the Triple H position mm-hmm. when Triple mm-hmm. H fills the Vince position. So, mm-hmm. and I mean, who's better to learn from than Triple H? Right. I mean, without, like, the self-promotion and need for praise. hmm Yeah. Oh. <sighs> So on to the not-so-great stuff. Yeah. Uh, I got a lot of notes here for Raw, but we don't have to get into all of it. Um, (laughs) Heels open the show. The shield wasn't far behind, obviously. Locker room cleared. Mm -hmm. Shield went to jail. They're doing that again. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, The Bella Twins fought the Riot Squad and... Brie Bella almost died twice. <laughs> uh, this makes me look forward even more to Brian and Brie versus the Miz and Mrs. Mm-hmm. Uh, something I did like in, in uh, terms of tag teams was Bobby Roode and Chad Gable. Roode and Gable, yeah. That, that like was it. fun. But the, the, it's just a reminder that Chad Gable, no matter what position he's put in, is going to be a fantastic mm-hmm. match. Even when he's yeah. like trying to kill the Usos, um, mm-hmm. and then Alexa Bliss versus Natalia. The thing that stuck out about most about this match was, well, I mean, Alexa Bliss got a relatively like clean win, and then mm-hmm. you know the armbar. But after the match, Ronda Rousey flailing frickin' Fox around. Oh, yeah. did you see this? Oh my god! Mm-hmm. Like I. I think she forgot where she was for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> um, big spot. The B team versus the revival. That didn't happen. How do you feel nope. about Ziggler and Big Mac as the uh, new Raw tag title uh, champions? I feel like this. I mean, it doesn't fix the tag division because there's nobody credible for them to wrestle mm-hmm. uh, until they heat up Authors of Pain, but. Uh, given the current state of the tag division, I think this probably could have been the move earlier. Um, you have like Ziggler and McIntyre as champs, and then all these kind of joke teams just getting steamrolled week after week, month after month. And then you have Authors of Pain or whoever. And... But yeah, it's, it's, they finally righted the ship and have uh, the belts on a couple of credible guys now. Um how do you feel about the authors of Pain with Drake Maverick? I think it was a, a great move on their end. The only thing that I find weird is that they call him up and we're like, hey, you know what? They don't need a manager. 
and then do nothing with them. <laughs> and then they're like, yeah, you know, they need a manager. Yeah, I didn't. I don't get giving up Elring for Rockstar Spud, mm-hmm. so. Mm-hmm. Which, granted, didn't happen overnight, but that's essentially that's that's right. where we are. Is that's that is the move that they? Well, made. we haven't really seen them since that happened. They had like two matches after Elring went away, not on Superstars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with Titus Worldwide. Mm-hmm. Um, Next up, we had Shawn Michaels coming out and plugging Triple H and the Dead Man, and you know we just needed mm-hmm. more of this, more justification for it. Yeah, and it looks like now we're going to get another tr- or another HBK match. Sort of what it sounded like. Um, do you think this is like Undertaker's farewell tour? I wouldn't be surprised if it was. Do you think he should wrestle HBK again? I no, either. I don't think he should be wrestling anybody but new if talent. HBK comes back and has more matches, uh, or just one more match. I would be disappointed if it was the Undertaker. Because there, there's no way it's going to live up, right, to a match that happened ten years ago. No way that it's going to live up, and like we've seen it time and time again, and done near. Yeah, we've got two of the best in two different we've eras. Got two of the best matches, or three of like the best matches in the history of the mm-hmm. WWE, and they're mm-hmm. going to try to do it again while both guys are on the wrong side of forty, the wrong side of mm-hmm. fifty. Or on the, and then the the third bullet point, and maybe the most important one is there's just so many other guys right. that I would like to see HBK or work Undertaker with. work with. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Yeah. Oh, then we had Sasha and Bailey versus Moon and Dana Brooke. Stupid symbol yep. match just to continue a storyline that no one cares about. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess they're dedicated to Lashley because they gave him a segment where he was sentenced to like anger management with Jinder Mahal. Mm-hmm. The only interesting part to this was Kevin Owens' return. So yeah, I guess this is good. This could be a good feud. I and think then, so, especially since they made Owens look like a monster with that apron power bomb. That yeah, was, that was good. That and then we really finish good. out the night with Finn Balor versus Braun Strowman. And these guys do typically have very good chemistry, and like this wasn't a bad match. It was just very short. And then, mm-hmm. of course, we got, like, the beat down from the, the evil shield, and then the good shield comes out, and they get ambushed by every heel in the locker room. And my favorite part was yeah. was Gulak and his friend's interaction with the big dog at the end. I don't know if you caught it or not. Uh, I did. Gulak was basi- basically, two guys were holding Roman Reigns, and Gulak was grabbing Roman Reigns' face, like, taunting him and, like, attacking him. So that's the next ah. hot feud. Drew Gulak versus the big dog. Yeah. I really, God, I hope it is. <clears throat> so, like, this episode of Raw, I don't want to say that it was a response to All In, but, like, having The Undertaker and Shawn Michaels, in, like, on the same show was definitely a response to All In, right? Like, they had to do mm-hmm. something. Definitely. <laughs> Otherwise, you don't, like... Get the old mm-hmm. man to put on the the shoe polish and. 
Honestly, I mean, there was nothing they could have done to stack up to all in. They should have just taken the L and then, like, gone hard yeah. next week. That's not but Vince. That's just me. I just I always think it's weird when, like, somebody else puts on a good show and they feel mm-hmm. challenged to do a good show. It's just, like, why don't you just feel challenged to put on a good show right. all the time? <laughs> just be the best always. Um yeah, I, I don't know. And, uh, you know, uh, Renee Young on commentary. Didn't even mention that. I was just trying to breeze through that mm-hmm. so fast. Um, yeah. I think she's she did better this time. She talked more, certainly. But, yeah, I think she's going to be fine as a, as a regular commentator if they ever decide to ditch Coach, who clearly does not watch wrestling. Know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, SmackDown, we we actually opened with Renee. Um, and she did you watch SmackDown? I actually haven't had a chance. Oh, to should watch I not ruin this for you? It's just SmackDown. Wow, it was just Raw too. Oh, I you mean, watched Raw and Raw is I watched bits and pieces of Raw. Also aired on a Monday, <laughs> so I've had two days to watch it. SmackDown happened mm-hmm. last night. Um, so Renee opened the show, introduces Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella. Of course, they criticize The Miz and Maurice, and I just, I haven't been into this, like, since the the, the ladies got involved. Um, mm-hmm. then they show just, like, some goofy shit. The Miz and Maurice call, or in... In the stadium, like hours earlier, with it empty, like calling out the Miz and or calling out Bree and Brian, and of course they don't come because you know it was like three o'clock in the afternoon. And then Zelina Vega and Andrade come out, and then they have a match, and I won't spoil it for you because it was actually a pretty decent match. Uh, well, Brian and Almas have a match, not all four of them, because that would have been terrible. And this was actually this was better than their previous one because it didn't. You know, it was an actual match. Then we had a Charlotte and Becky interview where they did the side-by-side different screens thing. Um, that was kind of a mess. Mm-hmm. Naomi versus Peyton Royce happened again. Uh, and I don't know why WWE doesn't understand that like a repetition of mediocre things doesn't make a good rivalry. Nah, sure does. Um, no, I see it's a completely different thing because Naomi oh. won this week. Oh, so you already know. Um, I have the oh. results pulled up in front of me. Uh, the Iconics are super cringy. Like, mm. if you watch this week, I hope to God you're watching the Hulu cut and they cut this, but if they did not, it's like Scott's Tots cringy. <laughs> <laughs> Even the crowd was, like, dead silent after their punchline. It was painful um and then this was the return of Asuka for Mm. this way to go guys uh so Daniel Bryan and Brie left then the Miz and Maurice are back really really loving this comedy shit that they're deciding to do um, and Paige tells the Miz that he gets a match against anybody who wants to face him. 
so that'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe came out next, and he cut one of those cool, calm promos where he talks about AJ's family. And then AJ gets angry, but is there, and attacks him. Mm-hmm. Paige makes him go backstage. Blah, blah, blah. Um, then the main event of the night of the night was oh no 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 not there yet r-truth and <sighs> dillinger sorry i got confused because i read r-truth and he was in the main event yes r-truth was in the main event mm-hmm. um r-truth and dillinger track down carmella and tell her all of the things Maurice said about her although i don't think he knows who who is because he thought maurice was carmella <sighs> and you know that whole yeah. thing yeah uh, yeah then we have the Usos versus the Sanity versus Rusev Day. And mm-hmm. was surprised by the outcomes of this one. There yeah. were a lot of like oddly placed commercial breaks during this entire show, though. Mm-hmm. Um, so next week we've got the, uh, the Bar versus Rusev Day, which mm-hmm. will probably result in, you know, the Bar versus... Um, the new day. Yeah. And then to close out the show, we have the main event of the night. The Miz with Maurice and R-Truth with Carmella. <laughs> the Miz cut a decent promo. R-Truth's entrance was actually, like, kind of cool with Carmella there, too. And Truth got in, like, a real surprising amount of offense in this match. Um mm-hmm. Then as it was winding down, The Miz sets up the skull-crushing finale. Brian's music hits. Truth rolls him up for the win. Brian and Bree attack The Miz and Mrs. until Vega and Almas make the save. And as The Miz and Mrs. are leaving, we get dual yes locks. Mm. And Bree didn't botch it somehow. She might have. I wasn't paying that close of attention. Um, yeah. So, yeah, this was just kind of a regular episode. Like, it was fine. There were ups and downs. Like, there were some decent matches. Like I said, mm-hmm. Brian and Almas was pretty good. Um, And, like, the main event was pretty good. I, I don't know. I'm really enjoying to see, seeing uh, R-Truth a little bit more on TV. He's, he's really... Yeah, never thought... <laughs> That would be I kind of hope again. him and Dillinger start like tagging. Although, you know, they'd probably just be like a fashion police thing, and they'd ruin it. Yeah, I was gonna say I had kind of hoped that they would ship Dillinger over to Raw so that they could, so Breeze could have something to do. They're obviously not going to use him as a a singles, but no, they're, they're, these guys are fun too. Um, all right, news for the week. We do have some news. Uh, the Mixed mm-hmm. Match Challenge starts September 18th. Did you nice. see anything about this yet? I so did we've not. got the returning team of Braun Strowman and Alexa Bliss. Team Little we've Big. We've got um, Bobby Lashley versus, or not versus, God, uh, Bobby Lashley and Sasha Banks. Finn Balor, mm-hmm. that would be an interesting match. <laughs> uh, yeah. Finn Balor and Bailey, Jinder Mahal mm-hmm. and Alicia Fox, 
and one that mm-hmm. I am kind of excited about, uh, Kevin Owens and Natalia. Huh. And then we've got retaining ter- uh, the returning champs, uh, Team Awesome, uh, mm-hmm. Jimmy Uso and Naomi, Rusev and Lana, and AJ Styles and Charlotte, and R-Truth and Carmella. Uh, and also the May Young Classic starts tonight. Oh, or cool. The shows start having It's the fifth, right? It's the fifth, yes. Mm-hmm. That starts tonight. So, something to do on top of all of these other things to do. Yeah. Um, merchandise. See anything good? Um, it looks like they added some, like, some stuff up on a WWE shop. An Undertaker shirt, a Shawn Michaels mm-hmm. shirt. Um, the, uh, looks like they're called the homage yeah. shirts. I, Some of those I actually like those, cool. yeah. I liked the, uh, yeah. actually, I kind of like all of them a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did you see they got uh, our Christmas presents up on their website now? Yeah, the the various yeah. robes. Mm-hmm. Um, have you been over to Pro Wrestling Tees? I haven't. So they've got a Mrs. Matt shirt, the Dana Massey shirt. Mm-hmm. She was mm. incredibly helpful and important to the all-in pay-per-view. Um, mm-hmm. So good for her getting her own shirt. And you can get yeah. that. Um, they have a new, um, whatever the final attendance was for all-in, they've got like that shirt up on Young Bucks merch. And then Joey Ryan mm-hmm. got a whole bunch of new shirts. He got a Rest in Penis shirt, a Back oh. from the Dead, and then a Taker-style Rest in Penis shirt, which had a lollipop hmm. on it that was purple. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, two packs of cards left, and then I'm going to have to figure something else out. Are we doing WCW or WWF this week? Well, we're going to do WCW. The old NWA throwback? Yeah. That's, I guess, would just be right after NWA. Let's see what mm-hmm. we got. We've got Lex Luger putting somebody in the torture rack. Okay. We've got Jim Ross interviewing. I always love how he seems so secondary in his cards, but it's Jim Ross interviewing <laughs> Lex Luger. Oh. It really seems more like a Lex Luger card. We've got Sting. Terry Taylor. The fabulous Freebird with only one Freebird. Z-Man. <laughs> Lex Luger torture-racking Arn Anderson. The Steiner okay. Brothers with only one Steiner. Sting. Yeah. Rick mm. Flair. Steiner Brothers with the other Steiner. And Sid Vicious. So, yeah, these cards are just so terribly like placed. Like, yeah. Of course, I'll be, I'll send you a photo before I put it up. But like, they're not. <laughs> they're they're so awkward. Uh, I yeah. don't I don't know how else to describe it. Just like, just like yeah. everything else WCW ever tried to do, it's just it didn't quite mm-hmm. work out. Yeah. Oh man. I could have gotten a free trading card checklist 
if I had gotten it in before March 31st, 1992. Oh, man. Anyway, uh, who's your favorite wrestler? And I know it's going to be a tough week this week. Who's your favorite wrestler this week? It is tough this week. Um, I mean, I guess I got to go with the guy whose match I enjoyed the most. And, um, I mean, we kind of expect this sort of thing from Okada, but not that that was supposed to come off as less of a slight to Marty Skrull. But, um, no, I mean, uh, Okada's just kind of the guy who's always in the spotlight, always putting on the long marathon five-star matches. And it's it's nice to see whether it was uh, – planned or not um to see marty get like the spotlight and uh for a show that had the collection of talent that it did um for him to be the one that had kind of the like the match of the night um i don't know it's for me it's it's marty squirrel this week yeah i um i cheated and i went with the entire cast mm-hmm. of being the elite uh, um, because I think like just the fact that they put this show on and you know, that, that, mm-hmm. that includes like the Bucks, Cody, Marty, Page, SCU and Flip, yeah. all of them, I think just mm-hmm. really contributed big. And I, I don't think you could take anything away from any of the other guys by not including them, mm-hmm. but especially like the yeah. Bucks and Cody for like all of this. And of course, Mrs. Matt, uh, mm-hmm. gotta give her, her, her shout out as well. Um, so, yeah, uh, great weekend for wrestling. The you know the week wasn't so great, but yeah, what can you do? Yeah. Anything else before we close out the show? No, uh, I, th- I think uh, I think that's good. All right. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in this week. Head over to the website at browrestlingshow.wordpress.com. Or check us out on iTunes, rate, subscribe, review, whatever you want to do. Um, also on our website, we've got links to past episodes, uh, email, Twitter, all that stuff. So check it out. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.